Rush and Welcome back to another episode of Fresh and Buds. I'm your host, Tommy Fresh. Tom, you can call me whatever you want, but you guys, most importantly, are all my buds. I hope everybody's doing well out there. Uh, we got we got a pretty spicy spicy app for you this week. Uh, there have been some um, crazy reactions out there. There have been some, uh, you know. Uh, people, you know, losing their minds both in a good way and a, and a bad way. And, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm here to give my hot and spicy takes. And, uh, as you can probably guess from the title of the episode, you probably know what I'm going to talk about, but I don't want to get there right, uh, right yet. I want to kind of check in, you know, we got to do, um, a crack a pack, which, which I should say this crack a pack, um, whatever we pull out of this is going to. Um, be included in my giveaway that I will be starting tomorrow, uh, or, or if you're listening to this the day of the Friday, um, which I believe is the, uh, 15th. Yeah. Friday the 15th. Um, uh, I'll be announcing the giveaway. It'll be on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, um, twitter.com slash fresh buds pod. Uh, it's gonna have some really cool stuff. Um, this is a really nice one, especially if you're, you're just a beginning player. Uh, I'm going to have some of the rares and, and foils that I've cracked from uh, the Cracker Packs on the show. And I'm going to um, include the uh, Blitz decks, the pre-cons from Tales of Aria. I have, I have one of each, and I'm going to give them all away to whoever wins. And uh, you'll just have to check out Twitter for um, the deets on how to win that. Um, most likely some retweets, some follows, and I like when people throw GIFs under my tweets because they're fun to watch and I'll come up with some, um, some way to, uh, um, make that a qualifying thing. So, um, without further ado, let's, let's crack a pack here. Um, we're going to crack a pack of Tales of Aria first edition. Um, this is, this one's got a picture of Briar on it. And we're going to talk a little bit about Briar in a bit. Let me get this up to the mic here so that we can get, that good, good sound. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite. That is my favorite. Crack this bad boy open. Oh, uh, Frostbite on Frostbite and Young Old Him, Young Him uh, token. Um, we're going to get going on this here pack. Uh, out of the gates. Uh, so, I'm, I, so I'm actually going to talk about some drafts I actually did this past week were a lot of fun um i didn't do too well but we'll get to that but i'm going to kind of go through what my thought process is if i was uh drafting the set which is has been a, b- a big thing and it sounds like that's going to be actually part of the skirmish season coming up uh first of all chill to the bone the blue uh next time an ice or elemental attack hits a hero this turn create a frostbite token under control go again uh it's not something i'm jumping on right away but i am a sucker for ice uh, so, um, not going there yet, but we'll see, um, where we are down the line. Uh, we do have a Heaven's Claw Red. Now, this is, is this, this is a card I would consider taking first. 
Um, so this is just a straight up lightning attack, five attack, three defense. Um, in in both Briar and Lexi, you want good lightning cards for your fuse because you're going to have to play them eventually also. So um, Heaven's Claws is, you know, good rate, cost one for five, five hits and still blocks for three. Uh, next we have uh, Entwine Lightning, uh, zero cost of elemental attack, two attack, two defense. It has Lightning Fusion. If it was fused, it has to go again. Uh, I'm not jumping on the blue right away, but if you're already in Lightning, um, uh, it's definitely a uh, solid card. Um, and uh, I think we'll, we'll talk a little bit on how much I think, how much um, Lightning to cards that require Lightning Fusion you should have in a, in a uh, draft deck or sealed deck. Next, we got Winter's Grasp Yellow. <clears throat> um, I like this in, in any ice deck. I like Winter's Grasp in general. The yellow, um, pretty decent. Two cost, five attack, three defense. Hits hard, you know, uh, not as good of a rate as the Heaven's Claws. So we're not exactly jumping on that. Um Next, we have Strength of Sequoia Blue. Um, this is the Earth Fusion. Now, I will say this card. I'm not. This is not a card I want to pick first. But God, man, in old him, this this card hits hard. I I, I lost to this um, like twice in the past two drafts I've done. Um, so has Earth Fusion. Um, when it enters the arena, this is an aura, Elemental Guardian aura. Uh, enters the arena if it was fused create a seismic surge token which is already good it's also has go again by the way uh, and then at the beginning of your action phase uh, destroy it and your next attack action, attack action card this turn gets plus one so blue's not not the ideal one you want however it does activate your thumps um, in, in the um, in the uh, guardian deck the old hymn deck so uh, something worth considering. Um, you know, this is not not the pick right now. The pick is uh, Heaven's Claws, I would think. Um, but we're going to continue on. Next is the Blue Lightning Press. This is our first rare, which will be going in the giveaway here. Uh, this is a uh, zero-costed Lightning Instant target attack action card with cost one or less gains uh, plus one. Now Lightning Press is pretty good. Uh, blue being the worst, but. Uh, I, I, I really like going lightning press here over the uh, the heavens claws. It's a, it's a nice little lightning fusion target and it's a great little trick push in through some damage. Um, big fan of lightning press. The red is obviously where you really want to be, but um, lightning press uh, in general I think is really good. And we got a nice little majestic, uh, um, which is going going to go into the giveaway. Um, it's a goodness a nice one too, which. Uh, you guys are gonna be excited about it is pulse of Volthaven. this is a lightning ice instant cost zero it's legendary you can only have one in your deck um though i wonder if that qualifies for limited though i mean the the odds of you cracking two of them is is pretty pretty uh low um but your next lightning ice or elemental attack this turn gains plus four uh I mean, I think this is the pick. This is a really strong card. It, um, you know, it does make you want to go. I mean, you you're kind of pivoting yourself into Lexi, but 
I mean, it's a, it's an awesome majestic and, and, um, um, I think it's worth it. So that's really cool. That's going to be going over in the giveaway pile, which is awesome, which will go really well with the, um, with the, the Lexi, um, pre-com. And we do have a foil rare as well. Bolt and shot. So this is really pushing us towards uh, Lexi, huh? So bolt and shot. This is the yellow one, which is a three attack ranger action uh, arrow attack with three defense. If its attack is greater than its um, base attack, it has go again. And if this hits, reload. Uh, really good good card in Lexi with the shiver, especially in limited. You pop it in there, give it plus... Um, plus one and then swing in and hopefully i mean the yellow one um requires more than one card to block so um i think it's uh, especially if it's coming in for four uh pretty good uh next we got the honing hood which um is good in, in ranger obviously it's for ranger um which is instant destroy honing hood uh, return all cards from your arsenal to your hand, then put a card from your hand face down into your arsenal. Um, we're not going to first pick this. Um, I do think it is good once you are sol like solidly in Lexi. It's not something you want to jump on early. It's not generic. It's, it doesn't keep your options open. Though, if we saw the second pick after you took the pulse, I think you would. I think it's worth going for. Next, we got Snow Under. Um, the blue one, which is a five attack, three defense, uh, elemental guardian action, uh, ice fusion. If it was fused, it gains, if this hits a hero, create a frostbite token under control cost three. Um, you, you want blues in the guardian. So if you're in guardian, I think this is a solid one to grab, but we're not taking it here. Uh, overflex the blue one, which gives your next arrow attack gains plus two. And then it has reload and go again. Uh, cost one, uh, good, good in Lexi. We're not picking it up here. Uh, Inspire Lightning Blue, which is the worst one. Um, you know, if you're in Briar, I think it's worth getting in Lightning Briar. Like you, you, you got to have the the Lightning cards to support it, and that's something I'll talk about in a bit. Um, this is the one that deals one damage, but only if you fuse it with Lightning. Um, you know, Arcane Damage is good. This this requires some work for to get going. Next we have mulch um, blue. There are a lot of blues this pack. I feel like it's always a lot of like reds for me anyway. This is the most blue I've seen in a bit. Um, so this is the Earth Fusion uh, Elemental Guardian attack action. Six attack, three defense. So six attack on a blue is pretty good. Um, if it was fused, it gains. If this is a hero, put a card from the arsenal on the bottom of their deck. Nice little Command and conquer -y kind of thing. It costs four, so... Uh, I mean, the Guardian decks are, are you know, heavy on blues, so... Uh, solid card. Um, though, as I said before, not the pick. Uh, Blizzard Bolt. Um, Ice Fusion. This is the yellow one. Cost one. It's an arrow attack. Four attack, three defense. If it was fused, whenever an attack deals damage to a hero this turn, create a Frostbite token under their control. Um, if you can chain this into more attacks to get a couple different frostbites, pretty sweet. Um, Got to be heavy and ice, though, which really doesn't even really work with the theme of chaining multiple attacks. You kind of go tall with the ice version and feel like wide with the, the lightning. 
Uh, and then we have Arcanic Shockwave, which is the Elemental Rune Blade attack action. Lightning Fusion, this is the yellow one, costs zero. It comes in for three, and three defense. Um, if it was fused, it deals one arcane damage to target hero. Uh, the red one's really good. The blue one, I don't love. Um, though, uh, zero, zero cost of attack. Um, you know, if you have the lightning to support it, and you get that chip damage, pretty good. And it will require at least one card out of hand. But the red one's really when you, where you want to be. But that's the pack. So, um, those two rares, Lightning Press, the Foil Bolt and Shot, and Pulse of Volthaven is going in the giveaway pile. <clears throat> which is very exciting. It's going to go with those um, pre-cons, which uh, I was looking at the list. They look awesome. They look pretty viable. You can just crack them and, and, and be, you know, competitive. You can, if you get them. Uh, you can teach uh, people how to play. That's how I did it um, with my Monarch Blitz deck. So um, it's a great start. Let me just throw these in the the, the sleeve. Let me put that pulsable haven in the sleeve for you guys. And we're going to continue on. So before we get to... Uh, our nice little crucible of war, uh, crucible of no more, uh, <laughs> which I think is going to be the title. Uh, I'm going to talk about our. My, I did two drafts this uh, this past week. I did one in Hoboken, uh, so I'm from Jersey, as as, as uh, you can probably tell. Um, I did one in Hoboken on Sunday. Um, it was a six-man pod, which is like you know fine. I'm, I'd, I'd rather get the the eight, um, but it's definitely more ideal to me than than something higher. Um, I was the only Lexi drafter for sure. It was three Briar drafters at the table, and uh, two Oldhams and me. And uh, this was my first draft ever of Flesh and Blood. Uh, now I'm a big big drafter in, in magic the gathering so kind of understand kinda, you know I, I could apply some of those um those uh rules or, or those like guidelines to drafting uh flesh and blood though i i will say i have a lot to learn i was uh i was solidly i started with like just some ice actions and then i just got start started getting past some like solid ice arrows like ice fusion arrows so i kind of just like pivoted right in in that first pack and it it all of a sudden became pretty clear to me that um i was the only the only um lexi drafter i got like a lighted up like six pick like the guy next to me picked it and passed it it went, made it all the way around the table uh there's a foil lighted up too it made it all the way around the table and got to me which was cool though i wasn't i was more focused on lightning or I was more focused on ice, so I didn't really have the lightning cards to really fuse it. Though, I guess it doesn't really matter in in limited because not everybody always has a bunch of equipment. Um, I had a couple pieces of equipment. I had the honing hood, I had the cracker jacks, and I had the runaways, which were all good. And um, my first game I played against Briar and he was on lightning Briar and he really just got ahead of me um, pretty quick. 
and it, it, you know, it was just, it was one of those things where we, we got down to the last turn. I needed to, I needed like that one extra resource to really push in that last piece of damage. But he had this, um, um, I knew he was going to pop off the next turn, uh, cause he had a, an embodiment of lightning waiting and I knew he's like, I was not going to be able to block out. So he ended up taking that first game, and then I played another Briar, and I won that one pretty handedly. Um, I was just, like, throwing in dominated ice arrows, giving him frostbites, making him put stuff in his, uh, you know, on top of his deck. Um, it was, um, uh, that game, it, it really all worked out. And then round three, I played against a 2-0 two, two, uh, two guy um, who was on Oldham. And man, oh man, did we have a tight game. Um, we both got down to one life. And um, basically it got to the point where I needed to push in the damage and he could just block enough of it. And he had a, uh, a strength of Sequoia um, uh, ready to pop, which he, he put on a thump so I can only, it was dominated. And and uh, yeah, I was uh, I was screwed. So... Uh, I did I did drop that game, but he went 3-0, and that was good for him. I did, however, get the um, the promo Oldham. They just gave it to me. I don't know if I was supposed to get it, but they gave it to me. I was like, okay, cool. And uh, it looks quite beautiful. Um, and then the next night, I saw that they were actually, there was another draft firing at Highlander Games in Booton, New Jersey. And um, some, some people at the other store had, had talked about that store. So I was like, Oh, maybe I'll check it out. Um, so I did. And it, that one was a little bit actually closer to my house. Uh, Hoboken was a little bit far, but it was a, it was a Sunday. So it wasn't too bad, but the, the Monday night and, and the Booton actually worked out for me. And I, uh, I got there and the first thing I saw was, uh, the comedian Chris Gethard was there, which is pretty cool. If you don't know him, he's like, a, a like, guess what you can consider an alt comic um you know has a kind of a different style of comedy but you know pretty cool I've, I've seen him on on um i think he's been in a couple movies as well i was like oh cool i guess they had like jokingly offered him a job and he just like you know like stopped by to like do like an instagram live so that, that was kind of neat saw him and then uh yeah i was talking to everybody there they were really cool everybody's really nice everybody's really nice in hoboken as well um and, uh, yeah, but that pod, uh, ended up being 11 people. We were just one person short of doing two six player pods, which, you know, unfortunately didn't happen, but, uh, 11 is a lot different. <clears throat> so, uh, I, I, I was in prior in this draft and, um, I just kind of like stayed open in like lightning, lightning cards, um, I was, I ended up going just straight lightning pretty much. And there were just a couple picks where, excuse me. Um, I took like the, I took the arcanic shockwave instead of the lightning card. So I ended up being a little too skewed, uh, to cards that required the lightning cards to fuse to my lightning cards like so i i was more elemental attacks and less lightning attacks and non-attacks and um it, it bit me it bit me in the butt uh there were a couple games where i was looking at my hands like these all require lightning 
uh, to get the full effect. And I do not have the lightning. It's all, it's four of them, four of them in my hand. So that was my first big mistake. Second, second big mistake was, um, actually, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't think it was a mistake to draft it because I mean, why not? It was a majestic. So it was, it was, a uh, uh, dusk, um, blade. Is that the name of the, uh, the band card? I gotta remember. Holy smokes. Yeah. Dusk. Uh, Dusk John. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it kept passing me like fifth pick. So like I was, it made me realize that, uh, all the briars were to the left of me and not to the right of me. So I, I in that, uh, in that pack, I was passing to them. Uh, Dust Blade. Yeah. Uh, so I took that and my big mistake was actually playing it. <laughs> um, the Rosetta Thorn is just a better weapon in, in, uh, Tales of Aria Limited. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I think I just was like, oh, I got the cool sword. I want to play it. And I let that, um, get the best of me. But what can you do? It's just, uh, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, I played against, um, um, first round i played against this guy uh, i think he i think he won the whole thing he he was on this really good lexi deck uh just totally smashed me uh and then round two i got uh i get to play against craig kremples if you don't know him he's done coverage for um, um magic events in the past walked in i was like i think i know this guy uh he's really nice uh he he thumped me pretty hard with oldham i mean it, it just felt like he was hitting me with 10 plus attack um, um, actions like almost every turn. So lost to him pretty handily. And you know what? I think, I mean, it was, that was a thing where, you know, I should have just had a, a couple more picks. I should have went, um, went lightning and I just don't, I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, I'm still getting, you know, it's one of those, well, tales of Ari in general is, is, is unique that way where you have these, um, these kind of specific attacks that require something else like a different kind of uh card in your deck um so uh i just wasn't i didn't know what the right balance was i looked at it i was like i think this is good i think maybe i should have gone more i, it's, I think i was probably like 60 percent um attack like like um fusion cards to 40 percent lightning cards and i think you got to get close to that 50 50 if if i'm being honest um, which, you know, I know for next time, I, I plan on drafting this set quite a bit more. It is a lot of fun. Um, and I only want to get better at it, which, which is, um, always a good sign. That means it, it I mean, it's a, it's a rewarding format. Uh, it feels like when you do it right, it clicks and, um, yeah, I'll, I'm going to be, I'm going to try to draft it quite a bit more. And, uh, I think it is the, the skirmish, uh, season coming up with, uh, unlimited coming out. So, That'll be fun to do some skirmish events um, and, and, and draft a set. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, well, without further ado, let's get this, uh, let's address the elephant in the room, I guess. Um, so, uh, so here's what happened. Uh, Crucible of War, which is the supplemental set, came out after our Arcane Rising. Third set ever for flesh and blood out of legend story studios the first edition came out and then i think 
Um, it, the the unlimited. I think I remember hearing that the unlimited had gotten pushed a little bit because of the demand on Monarch. It's understandable. Monarch was is a, like a full fully draftable set. Had um, uh, heroes like Chain and and Prism in it that you know people wanted the cards. So um, unlimited Monarch got pushed to come out first before Crucible of War uh, unlimited. And something, you know, about Unlimited is it, you know, it, on its face, it sounds like things are going to get printed forever, right? Which, um, yeah, and so far it seems to have been that way until now. Um, obviously, I don't know if that's necessarily sustainable as we get more sets like Welcome to Wraith and Arcane Rising and Monarch and even Tales of Aria as we, you know, go get maybe five years down the road. Um, they can't just keep printing um, these boxes because I'm sure the demand won't be there um, outside of like a couple cards in them. And um, when you, when you, um, when you're printing something or even when you're, when you're producing any kind of product, you have to put in these large bulk orders and you gotta, it, it just, it's not worth it just to print, you know, just enough to keep it in rotation. So I don't think it's necessarily sustainable. I think it's a little bit of a misnomer, but I understand, um, you know, why you would call it that. Now, uh, that being said, Crucible of War has been, uh, is, is, has announced that it is now out of print, which has set the flesh and blood uh, world on fire. <laughs> um, it's, it's been pretty crazy. You know, I've, I've had a lot of, um, uh, conversations um, with some people on Twitter and 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 a friend of the show uh, Garbage Andy, uh, you know he he's he's he put out a, a reaction video. Um, well, I guess it would have been yesterday. Uh, by the time this comes out, um, kind of explaining his feelings, his thoughts, and there's been other other uh, videos as well. I recommend checking out Garbage Andy's, and I also recommend checking out uh, Red Zone Rogues, and they both kind of have similar um sentiments but uh a little bit on different ends of the spectrum and i think i'm maybe a little bit of both um and i guess we're going to get to why but anyway crucible wars announced that it was out of print now oh it's unlimited why why is this out of print um you know arcane rising welcome to wraith older sets um aren't out of print yet uh so why is this happening so um if you go to flesh and blood uh, Flesh and Blood's website. You can go to uh, each um, set's page now um, on specifically on um, Crucible of Wars page. Unlimited. Um, it says it's coming out. Like it has a release date of um, I think it was like July 30th or something like that. And it would come out in three waves, right? Which um, no other Unlimited set had said. So it, it had already stated. Now it wasn't really publicly said. Um, uh, that it would come out in three waves, but I guess if the information was there, if we, if we wanted to look at it, uh, now there, there is the argument that like, well, you know, the, why would we look when we've expected it, um, one way so far, you know, that's how the unlimited has been unlimited until this happened. So, I understand why people would be upset about that. Like, it is a misnomer to a certain extent. Um, 
uh, now, but it will set it's setting a precedent for sure for flesh and blood and their future sets. I mean, we we are going to see every set that we are currently playing with uh, go out of print at some point. Uh, when that is, I'm not sure. They've said that it is all depending on demand, and I'm sure as 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 we see more sets come out and more heroes and you know maybe better cards. Power creep is always going to be a thing in any kind of um, game, and just it just has to has to happen. And you know we're still in the early stages of a brand new game. It's two years old, um, literally just turned two years old, like last week. So. <clears throat> um, we are going to see this happen in the future. Now, um, there were three waves. So, th first of all, um, I think um, we have to address who's happy, who's upset about this. Um, it, there are definitely there are definitely two sides to this, and I've I've seen it on the timeline. the The people who are more in the investment side. Of flesh and blood, which there's always going to be because it is a, a collectible card game. There is always going to be that investment side. And we've seen it with, you know, uh, some other things. I don't want to talk about the whole Rudy situation, but, you know, you see it on that side. Um, the collectors are excited about this, right? They've been collecting these, these cards from um, Crucible of War. And it, it's definitely solidifying their investment in them right uh and we're going to talk about some prices going forward you know that um have gone up since this announcement and they are happy you know and and for good reason they 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 spent money on crucible of war because they felt like it was worth it and that's what investing is and now it's paying off for them uh, however, I will say, I think that, the, you know, the investment side of um, uh, Flesh and Blood should be wary because Flesh and Blood has said we will reprint things as needed. So, um, and we saw it with the Tunic, right? Tunic was in um, Crucible of War. So that was our first major reprint. Um, and the game has only grown, you know, exponentially since Crucible of War co has come out, like, insanely so the the need for reprints is is higher than it's ever been um now the people who are upset about this and and you know i i think they are they have some reason to really be upset um they never bought in on some of these like majestics because like unlimited only just came out right it only feels like it only just came out so they didn't, they didn't really uh invest in these majestics or 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 even the the legendary shyana and and now all of a sudden some of these cards have like tripled in price which sucks right you missed out um and and you feel like now that's never gonna be attainable and you know some of these cards uh you know for lack of a better term are staples in some decks and uh we're gonna i'm gonna go through a couple of them um uh main one that everybody seems to be talking about actually no i'll leave that one for last um so beast within one right beast within i've actually i bought these not too long ago which i'm i mean i'm happy i did um now beast within let me get the price up here is at 15 dollars, which is um 
and so I'm looking at TCG. It's a great. I mean, they they list all the historic, um, the um, prices and what what it's been bought for. So fifteen dollars, uh, which which a lot of people are buying right now. Actually, looks like like the the amount of sales. So um, prior to this announcement so it was announced on the 12th um we're looking at like uh october 11th um it was hovering around um 10 bucks eight to 10 bucks so it had a 50 percent increase uh not terrible 15 bucks for playset uh you know it's it's not ideal but it is a majestic you know these these majestic should have some value right um so forty-five bucks for a playset of something that's somewhat of a staple in Brute, uh, Rhinar and Leviah, which I played in Leviah. Um, it is um, something that is um, worth noting. However, I do think, and all this comes with the caveat of, you know, I think that um, a lot of these prices are a knee-jerk reaction to the announcement. Right? People are getting FOMO; they're buying it up. The supply is getting, you know, strained. Uh, people aren't really opening boxes, right, right now because they feel as if, uh, oh, this is going to, it's out of print, so it's going to be even worth any more. So uh, there is that initial strain on the market, and we're going to see a bump in a lot of these things. Um, another, um, uh, another staple for the Warrior decks, uh, Dorinthia and I guess... Um, I guess uh, Bolton as well, Sir Bolton, um, is Spoils of War. Now, this is uh, up to 19 bucks right now, what I'm looking at as we speak. And mind you, I am recording this uh, on the 13th to release for the 14th. So uh, by the time you listen to this, things could have gotten crazier or calmed down. Um, so if you look at this, um, it, it spiked a little bit. Um up to um up to 25 and it settled back down to around 19 um but let's see what it was let's go to the 11th that's the well there wasn't really any sales on it from oh no there so it was about about ten dollars as well which i think is going to be a common thing for a lot of these majestics that are played uh out of crucible war so that had a, a pretty big bump as well almost double at this point um and what's something else here um so a lot of the um i guess a lot of the um majestic um what do they call it equipments that is what a lot of people are talking about so i'm gonna look at perch grapplers i said 33 bucks uh that's the ranger equipment for legs Let's look at the sales history on that. Um, jumped up about ten bucks, um, ten to fifteen bucks. Um, so that doubled. Um, what else do we got here? Um, one that I bought was Crater's Fist. Um, now this one jumped up quite a bit. This is at seventy bucks right now. This is a little ridiculous for majestic equipment. I am hoping this one uh, does go down. Um, yeah, so this is this doubled 
Um, this was about 35 prior to the 25 to 35 prior to the announcement. So that was a little crazy right now. However, I will say that that one um, is, I mean, Oldham's new and there's a lot of hype around Oldham competitively. Uh, so we're going to see a little bit of a, a, you know, a spike with these uh, competitively viable um, uh, cards going into the, the nationals coming up in a couple weeks here which I'll be in Orlando for, not for the Nationals, for the calling, but I'll, that's where the Nationals are. If you're there, want to say hi, let me know. Follow me on Twitter, Fresh Buds Pod. I want to meet people, uh, but I digress. Um, what's something else? Uh, the Blood Sheath uh, Skeleta. That, that's about 70 bucks too right now, um, uh, which was, let's see, let's take a look. Right before... It's about thirty bucks, um, so that one over jumped as well, doubled. Um, now, let's see, let's see. What, oh, there's there's one crazy one, Courage of Bladehold. Uh, Seventy bucks as well right now, um, which I guess you know probably about the same. That one did jump up, or the Rainbow Foil jumped up quite a bit, but this one before the announcement was about 45 so this one truly doubled um the other one's a little bit more than doubled so we're seeing it um across uh the you know the board here uh the visitronic model is at 30 bucks or is at 20 right now uh the metacarpus knows at 20 skull horns at 20 um which isn't too bad the gambler's gloves is at up at 56 which i did buy uh, before, um, but that one uh, about doubled as well. So these majestic equipments did double. Um, now, uh, my buddy, um, he the the way he got into flesh and blood, he cracked a crucible four pack about two months ago, and the first pack he ever cracked was Arknight Shard, the legendary Viscerai specialization uh, Rune Blade resource. Which is, I mean, the legendaries are just out of question. I mean, I get it. They're going to be crazy. And, you know, luckily they're not necessarily staples um, the way those other cards are. This Arknight Shard is at 650 bucks right now, which I believe is more than Gorsham right now out of Tales of Aria, which is pretty wild. So uh, if you have an Arknight Shard, uh, good for you. Uh, I don't think we're going to see really a reprint of that um, uh, anytime soon. Um, at least not for a while. And then the Shyana, uh, up to 250, um, which, uh, holy smokes, the coal foils up to almost 3000 bucks. Um, let's see what Shyana was at prior to this announcement. Yeah. I mean, this is nuts. Um, looking at 60 bucks, 70 bucks, 80 bucks. This is over like almost tripled, but they're legendaries. I get it. Um, now the last one I want to talk about is one that people have been talking about and, uh, quite a bit and, you know, um, and for good reason, looking at remorseless, which looking at right now, I'm looking at, um, three are for sale for 56 bucks, which is actually a little bit down from, uh, yesterday. Now, um, this is a card that 
jumped up to sixty bucks when when everything got um, announced. Uh, now I will say I'm looking at I'm right now I'm looking at the sales history right. Uh, and this is a, this is a I mean I guess I should read what the card is right. Uh, the card is remorseless. It's a one costed arrow attack ranger. Five attack, three defense. If it's put into your arsenal face up until end of turn, defense reactions can't be played from arsenal to remorseless chain link this turn. Um, or I guess it was until end of turn. If it hits a hero until the end of their next turn, whenever they play an action card, they lose life. This card is, is busted. This card's really good, right? Um, now, I will say, looking at the, the sales history... 60 bucks for a card that you need three of in Azalea or Lexi is pretty wild. Uh, you know, you're looking at 180 bucks for uh, a staple. I will say, over the weekend, it hit about um, 40 bucks. And the day before, it was already at 50 to 60 bucks, right? So it already had spiked a little bit. Now, that is, um, well, I guess, uh, the the highest it got before um the announcement was 58 bucks for a normal unlimited now that was before the um the announcement so in reality we're not really seeing that much of a change in remorseless um and the reason for that i think is there's a very there's a, a lot of hype around um there's a lot of hype around lexi for sure and and as you know and you know to quote you know a lot of the, my friends azalea is is bay um as they say so people love azalea and lexi's like pretty dope and i think um there's a lot of hype around it there's uh, there must be a lot of testing going on for nats and a lot of rumors about remorseless being or uh, lexi in general just being you know the bomb diddly to go into uh that um that tournament so, um, that is, is, is one of the staples that actually was already on the rise to the price point that it was. Um, now this announcement's not, not going to help it go down, but it was already, the demand for it was already at the point where it was a 50 to $60 card, which is a lot. And I, I wouldn't fault anyone for not wanting to buy those. Right. Um, it seems like a like a staple that they should want to reprint. So, um, yeah, uh, it, that's just you know everything else definitely doubled, some in some cases tripled. But remorseless was already getting there, um, so I wanted to put that out there. Um, at least looking at the numbers from my end here. Um, so that's the what that happened, right? This is this is everything that happened, like the staples that popped up. Um, the announcement happened, the three waves of shipments, nobody really knew that was happening, but it wasn't, was public knowledge. So it is one of those things. So, um, and I guess as someone else who's happy, I said the, um, investors, but also retailers are very happy because now all their crucible of war product is flying out the door. Um, and, uh, and that's a good thing. Retailers being happy about flesh and blood, I think is a good thing for the game in the long run. So let's let's talk about the why. Why did, why did this happen? So um, I think now this is all speculation, right? Um, so the growth in for Flesh and Blood between Monarch and now has been has probably 
been more than they had ever expected. Legend stories ever expected, uh, which is great. You know, that people are falling in love with the game as I did, as all you guys have, and um, people are excited and they want to play this game. But part of that is you're going to get some growing pains, right? You're going to have to print product. You know, like we saw a shortage of Monarch first editions, and then and then finally the Unlimited came out, and and the uh, the need for the Unlimited was what pushed the Crucible of War Unlimited in the first place. So that's one thing that I think they're like, holy smokes, we got to start printing more Monarch. We got to get ready for this new set, Tales of Aria, we got coming out in the fall, which we have big plans for. We're going to announce. Uh, you know, pro play. We're gonna we're gonna have these callings in in the, in the United States. We're gonna we're gonna have um, skirmish ab- around you know drafting the set. Everything's gonna be about drafting. We have two callings that are about limited. So um, and even the even nationals is gonna have drafts part of the tournament. So like you know we gotta have product. People are gonna want to practice this set. So um, I think that the strain of making sure that Tales of Aria was available, um, they had to make a decision about Crucible of War Unlimited. They're like, you know, it's a supplemental set. It's all about reprints, all about, you know, supporting archetypes. We can make this, you know, a certain, we'll push out a decent amount of it for the Unlimited part, but it's going to be only a certain amount because we have to move on to Tales of Aria. Um, and we are going to have to make sure that we can support this major competitive season that we got coming up. That is my theory. I think that's a decision they made. However, um, whether or not, um, you know, it was right to call it unlimited is a, is a, is a tough choice because, you know, it's, it's hard to say because, um, uh, I think maybe initially that's how they they planned to have it a little bit more like an unlimited set, and it just they had to they had to switch it. So who knows what really happened? But that that is truly my theory. Um, I think that um, all that being said, it is is some positives for the game, right? You know, they they're selling a lot of product and i believe i saw that tcg player released like their last month their highest selling SKU was boxes of first edition tales of aria which is not which is nuts tcg player sells magic Yu-Gi-Oh, pokemon the dragon ball flesh and blood obviously and and card fight which i don't know what it is um i'm not gonna dig into it i've got enough games on my plate but TCG players' number one skew for a month was 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 a box of a basically a brand new game, two years old, right? So this we are I mean not we I wish I was selling these games, but Legend Story Studios is, is is like going off right now with Tales of Aria, and I mean let's be honest, it's a great set. It's very fun to play. Draft sealed, you know, it's a little unbalanced, but draft I think is 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 pretty. Uh, immaculate how all three heroes are were very competitive um and on top of that people want to play this game and i mean if people didn't want to play this game the cards wouldn't be this expensive i don't think um at least on the majestic side right uh it makes sense that the legends and the fabled are are um 
are expensive because they're they are collector pieces and it, as well as playable cards but like i think primarily you know collectors want those the majestics um not so much i i don't think um i don't think a lot of these prices are um just because they're collector's items i think that's because they are viable um to play and and that shows that we have a healthy game that people want to play it however these prices do need to come down uh most most certainly um and uh that brings us to like kind of what's next really um you know what, what are the lessons learned here uh i think well one major lesson that we have learned is uh flesh and blood players um is that unlimited is not a sustainable thing and we should and we now have precedent that says that just because it says unlimited doesn't mean that a set is you know like going to be printed forever and i don't think uh we should expect it to be i don't i don't want to see uh welcome to wraith printed forever i don't want to see arcane rising printed forever i i have you know i mean i would like to see command and conquer reprints i would like to see arc arc uh Arcanite Skullcap reprints um, down the down the line. I would, um, however, you know, some cards like um, a Grasp of the Arcanite, which is very Arc Arcane Rising uh, specific. You know, I, it shouldn't have to be printed forever because you know I would like that expensive card that I bought to have some value um, down the road. Um, not that I plan on selling anything right now because it's, I'm playing these cards and I'm loving them. Um, so that's one thing we, we've learned that, you know, unlimited doesn't mean forever. Um, and I think the, I think we all kind of knew that at heart, you know, you'd see it in other games magic, the gathering can't print sets forever and they don't. And, um, and then they supplement that by, um, reprints. And I hope, I mean, I think legend story studios has made it pretty clear that they're going to do the same. You know, anything they feel that needs to be reprinted, I think they will reprint. I wouldn't be surprised to see, to hear if um, we're going to get some Command and Conquers coming out soon. I mean, that card, that card is a card in an unlimited set, a majestic in an unlimited set that's more expensive than something like Remorseless that is played, but it's unlimited and it's not a print and it's still really expensive. That's, that's you know, that's an example of, you know, hey, we need to, <laughs> I guess, get more in rotation or... Maybe the, the um, we need to have a little bit of power creep to make that card not as good. I mean, I hope is I, mean, I I like that card and I like playing it. Um, but it is pretty wild uh, how expensive it is. Um, and something else, another lesson we learned: uh, we're gonna hey, all of us are gonna read every single um, uh, set release like info. We're all gonna really read. It's like all right. Is it coming out in waves? Is it is it truly unlimited? What's happening? When's the release? Are there multiple releases? Um, are we going to expect it to to stop its print? Um, so, you know, it's one of those things. If we had uh, read uh, about Crucible of War, I, we would have known this was coming. And to be honest, let me put on the tinfoil hat real quick. I think some people did read it, right? They knew. And I think, you know, I think a lot of people probably brought up, bought up Crucible of War when this unlimited printing started coming out in the past uh, two or three months. Let me take a sip real quick. 
it's pretty wild talking to yourself for almost an hour. Um, but so <clears throat> that's some, some lessons learned. I think, you know, we all got to, you know, be, we got to inform ourselves as consumers and players of this game. Um, you know, uh, I also think that we're in, we're in an interesting time, especially for Crucible of War, where I, I would say a large majority of Flesh and Blood's players have joined in from like Monarch till now. And um, these are initial releases that they never really, and myself included, wasn't a part of the actual release. So I didn't really look at the cards. I didn't know, you know, what should I pick up? Like I'm looking at Tales of Aria, like I'm looking at my Terra Sunders. I'm like, I got to make sure I get these. I got to make sure I get these Awakenings. I got to make sure I get uh, these Lighted Ups, these Blinks, these other Majestics. Like um, we're, we're at a point now where... Um, most of the players are like me where we weren't doing that with Crucible of War, Arcane Rising, and Welcome to Wraith. Like, we know what the cards are good from there, but, you know, we weren't a part of that release. So, we're kind of, we're playing a little catch-up right now. So, um, I think this puts us at the turning point, right? Um, you know, a lot of us have already gotten our Arcane Rising, Welcome to Wraith, Monarch stuff, and now Tales of Aria is out, and we, we're kind of settling into what we want to play, and and stuff like that and and making choices based on that and and as long as we stay franchised to in franchise to this game um we're going to pay attention to things and we're going to uh look at the new sets now that's an that's the next question i think um uh we're we're going to see a new supplemental set whether it's like crucible of war 2 i hope they just come up with a really cool name uh as opposed to just like crucible of war 2 crucible of war 3 I prefer something a little cool like, uh, you know, uh, listen to Fresh and Bud's podcast. No, I don't. This <laughs> is stupid. <laughs> but um, I think we're getting a supplemental set soon. I would say Q1 of, of 2022. Um, what's going to be in it is, is, is up for debate. Um, most likely if it follows the same uh, pattern of Crucible of War is that it's going to support the heroes from the past two sets so the past two sets have had oldham uh lexi uh briar that's from toa tales of aria and then it had our boy chain uh Levia, prism and sir bolton so <clears throat> that means well so first of all we one of the biggest um, pieces of evidence that we have that um, this new supplemental set is coming is Stalagmite, which is uh, apparently uh, Oldham's shield. It's mentioned on his his page on Flesh and Blood. It's got a nice big question mark. We all thought it was going to be in, in Tales of Aria, but obviously it's coming later. Must be coming in. So it's got to be his shield, right? His like ice shield. So that'll be coming. That's going to have to be coming in Crucible. We'll call it Crucible of War Two. Um, so we know that's coming. Um, they wouldn't, they wouldn't talk about that card if it wasn't going to come in a future set and it doesn't really make sense to come out in a, a regular booster set, right? It's got to come out in some kind of supplemental stuff. So we're going to get stuff for the, the elements. We're going to get stuff for ice, lightning, um, ice, lightning, earth. Uh, we're going to get some guardian stuff. We're going to get some more, um, 
Ranger stuff, uh, which could, I don't, I mean, I, I doubt it would be this soon, but it could be more remorselessnesses, remorselesses. Um, uh, we're going to get some room blade stuff, obviously, because we have, um, chain and briar. Um, <laughs> let's hope it's not too crazy. I'm sure they're going to give chain some kind of, uh, updated seeds of agony. Maybe, maybe not. And <laughs> we'll see. Uh, so definitely, um, look at your chain stuff and, and maybe hold on to it for now because he might be going, uh, he might be popping off again and he might still be just as good. We'll see it. Nats. Um, we're getting some brute stuff for Leviah. Um, some illusionist stuff, I'm sure for prism and, and some warrior stuff. So, so some light and shadow stuff as well. So that, that, if it follows that pattern, I'm sure that's what we're going to get. It might be more of just kind of generic stuff. It might not actually do the talents like the elements and the light and shadow. Um, though I am sure I'm almost positive that stalagmite actually it would make sense if stalagmite was earth based right because he's earth and ice he's got his ice winter whale and maybe an earth shield that that'd be kind of cool but anyway that's all speculation right now um so you know i we definitely have this next supplemental set coming what's what's what it's going to have what kind of reprints is, is it going to have we don't know um and we're definitely all going to pay attention to uh, how it's printing run is going to go. Um, so I would expect it in, in Q1, honestly, um, kind of after the skirmish season in December. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, it's, and they're probably going to want it out for the first pro tour. Absolutely. So, um, basically to wrap up all my thoughts, right. Kind of sum it all up and how I really feel um out of prints are bound to happen right unlimited was a bit of a misnomer um however I think we I think if we really truly searched ourselves we knew that unlimited wasn't forever however that being said crucible of wars um unlimited run was very short um we don't know exactly how much they put out in those three waves. It might have been just a ton. And these prices will just calm down as people just buy it up and hopefully open it and not just hold on to the boxes. Um, and um, so, yeah, unlimited, not forever. And I think uh, some of these cards did pop up in price. And I do understand that they are staples. Um I think some will calm down. I think something like Remorseless is, is was already getting up there for a reason. Um, the equipment are tough. Equipment in general is pretty tough because it's like something you really want for your deck. It's something, you know, the, the cool thing about equipment is it's something you get to bling out and pop out. Like you get to show it to your opponent before like you guys even really play, right? It's like, oh, sweet. That's a nice rampart of the, 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 the you know, whatever it's called. And, and you're just like, yeah, it's, it's awesome, dude. This is mine or whatever. So like the, the equipment's tough. It is very tough, but I'm hoping things calm down a little bit. There's a lot of knee jerk, um, pricing. Um, I think we're, we're seeing, going to see stuff calm down a little bit. I don't think it's going to come down to where it was before. Um, but you know, this is, this is, you know, 
how a market is, right? You know, you look at the stock markets, it reacts to news. And we had some big news this week. And um, I think uh, it really popped. And um, much to the chagrin of, of um, players looking to buy those cards and much to the pleasure of the, the collectors who had already bought them. So it's a, um, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of situation for Legend Story Studios. I appreciate that they just said, hey, listen, this is out of print, as opposed to kind of not telling anybody. Um, and one thing that the, the Red, Zone, Red Zone Rogue himself has, has said in, in a video that he, he put out, that this is still an indie game studio with a really popular game. Um, I think we do have to cut them some slack. Not completely, you know, but um, this is, uh, this is it's new, you know, it's like, they growing pains are a thing and and uh they still make a, a, a honest to god an excellent game i love this game with all my heart I, I i love playing it i love the community i love people that i've met playing this game and um i don't think something like this is going to destroy that and um yeah that is uh my thoughts on the the crucible of war thing and uh, this is totally not what I planned on talking about this week, but I figured I might as well um, uh, throw in my two cents uh, if you guys care about it. If not, and if you disagree with me, feel free to, you know, yell at me on, on the Internet. I'm, I'm cool with it. You know, just be uh, just be respectful, I guess, and, and be respectful to everybody else that you interact with. Um, you know, everybody's experience is different. Um, I don't, for me, I don't play, um, Ranger. So the remorseless price isn't really hitting me that hard, but I know like, you know, the, the homie garbage Andy, he, he's, he loves Azalea. And it, it I think for him, it, it, it sucks, right? It sucks because he's, he's looking at his card, which he has, but like he wants other people to enjoy Azalea too, which is great. I think that's awesome. So like, Everybody's experience with this is different, so keep that in mind when when you're talking about it, um, and be respectful to each other, and um, keep playing Flesh and Blood. Uh, it's uh, it's a great game, and I love all you guys. And to close out the show, I want to talk about food, break the tension a little bit. I was talking that uh, I mentioned earlier in the show that I am a um, New Jersey resident. I want to talk about one of my favorite breakfast sandwiches: pork roll, egg, and cheese. I know the people in North Jersey call pork roll something different, and I can't help that they're wrong. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm originally from down near Trenton, and pork roll is what we call it. And pork roll, if you don't know what it is, it's a um, it's like a pork, like a breakfast pork, like a roll. <laughs> it's a pork roll. It's like a it comes almost like in a sausage kind of thing, and then you slice it, and you just like fry it up on like a on a griddle throw egg and cheese on a bagel on a kaiser roll and man oh man i it's hard to explain the salty goodness with the cheese and the little salt pepper ketchup on there man oh man i just even talking about it right now i'm like i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to get one tomorrow so um yeah to close out the show that's what i want to talk about you guys can follow me on twitter uh twitter twitter.com slash fresh buds pod you can um you can find me on the YouTube, which you can you might be listening to this on. Um, you can just search Fresh and Buds. 
Um, you can find this on Spotify, iTunes, um, uh, Google Podcasts. Um, on, if you can leave a review on any of those, I'd really appreciate it. Um, you're f- feel um, free to reach out to me on Twitter. You could send an email to freshbud, freshbudspod at gmail.com if you have any questions. Um, and if, if you enjoy the podcast, please tell some people that you play Flesh and Blood. Maybe, uh, maybe they'll enjoy it too. Um, that's the best way you can do to help me um you know this is this is this is just um something that I, I like to do and i'd like to keep doing it and the way i keep doing that is have people listen and and that's that's all that really matters in the end and i hope everybody really enjoys so uh yeah um you guys have a great weekend see you